My colleague Jonathan, his wife, and their cute kids and dog all stopped by for lunch during a snowy winter Saturday. Brian made his famous garlic soup, a turkey chili, and because he loves me, gluten-free cornbread. They were all up for fun and for house hunting, which of course we support and are gently lobbying for this side of the Hudson River, though I know they're tempted by the west side over by Woodstock or Stone Ridge. Well, they had their weekend all planned out, including dinner in and sledding tomorrow, but I still couldn't resist blurting out a million other things to do or stop by. Despite being utterly useless, I even mentioned places that were closed that weekend because it was January and Bard was out of session. They didn't need me, but they needed me. Eh, they really didn't. But the good thing about trying to be a guide in Dutchess County is that you don't have to be certified the way you must in the city. You can basically boss and bore people into submission with your favorite spots, crazy haunts, pit stops, and anecdotes. And boom, you're a tour guide. I'm Matt Zucker, and this is City It, learning to live and love life in the Hudson Valley. Episode 13, City It Recommends, the 2019 Winter Edition. So I name drop restaurants, stores, and businesses whenever I can. Only places I like, I assure you. But I thought I would occasionally make recommendations more intentionally every few months. These are all authentic likes. No one is paid for product placement, though obviously I am open to that. I've organized it for now into three sections, how to learn, where to stay, and of course, where to eat. So take out a pen or fire up your Evernote and we'll get started right after this. How to Learn is basically what to read and listen to, books, magazine, and podcasts. A Hundred Miles from Manhattan is a memoir by Guillermo Fesse, a radio DJ from Madrid who moved back with his wife to Rhinebeck, where she grew up. It's a charming, detailed story of coming to America, and up front and center is our local area, with all its characters, geography, and the challenges of immersion. This is a thing you gotta read. Hudson Valley Magazine you can subscribe to or get online. Um, I think it has good recommendations for restaurants, hospitals, and shopping, all of which I'm keenly interested in. They interviewed me for City at last fall and used pictures from Brian. Google it. Chronogram is a regular arts magazine that has good distribution. You can find them everywhere. They even listed City as one of the six Hudson Valley podcasts you should be listening to. And you are. I love a good ranking. There's also the other Hudson Valley. This is a blog that really digs into what's happening in a more investigative way across several upstate counties like mine by journalist Roger Hannigan Gilson. I like it. Then further from home is Rural Revival. This is a podcast far from the Hudson Valley in Iowa, but I love the stories, interviews, and wisdom. We feel like kindred spirits. I ordered a t-shirt from them called Support the Locals, which you'll see me wearing in the spring. Another podcast is Ben Franklin's World. This is a history podcast that covers various colonial history and how it shapes our world today. This area comes up a lot, and you can learn why pubs are called taverns and the battles that took place throughout the valley. Next is where to stay. There are tons of B&Bs, Airbnbs, and other Bs, so this won't be a complete list. The Hotel Tivoli, though, is the best modern hotel on the east side of the river, owned by artist Bryce and Helen Martin. 
The furnishings are all colorful, eclectic. We stay there overnight before our closing, and our regulars at the bar and the restaurant call the corner downstairs. Stop in and say hello to Jeanette, the hostess. She's fabulous. Our friends Stephen and Amy have an Airbnb in Pine Plains called Willow Vale House, which is amazing, and you should probably rent by yourself or with some friends. The house is from the same period of ours, mid-1800s. It's an upstated antique farmhouse, and they renovated it around a modern kitchen and dining room. It's near Stissing House, as well as everything in Red Hook, Rhinebeck, and further east in Millerton or south in Millbrook and Amenia. So check it out at Willow Vale House or on Instagram at willowvalehouse.com. Up in Hudson... There are several hotels, including the Rivertown Lodge, whose handsome bar we love, conveniently located at one end of Warren Street, the main thoroughfare. There also are new entries like the Barlow and the Wick, which is a modern hotel closer to the station, but up a strange road below town. In Rhinebeck Village itself is the oldest inn of America. You may have heard of it, the Beekman Arms. I can't vouch for the comfort of the rooms, but there's no better location than at that corner in the village and just five minutes to the train station. Now, right at the train station in Rhinecliff is the Rhinecliff Hotel. It's very pretty and has a nice bar where I've done conference calls. What I don't know is how loud the train is every hour. Over on the west side of the river, there are at least three boutique hotels opening up in the city of Kingston. Plus, an old colleague of mine and his partner recently took over Graham and Company, a cool hotel in the in Phoenicia in the Catskills. According to my friend Victor, Graham and Company was really the first of the Brooklyn and the Mountains hip hotels. Out there also is the Phoenicia Lodge with its quaint group of teeny tiny cottages in a no-sell zone. The cabin is so small, according to Victor, that you can barely walk around the bed. But at 88 bucks a night, it was a deal and always sold out. Don't quote us on any rates, by the way. They could have changed. Victor also reports that Woodstock Way is another new hotel in his town. And if you really want really, really nice, well, then there's the Emerson Resort in Mount Tremper. Um, Emerson Resort has a spa, a pool, a restaurant, and is pet-friendly. Victor and Stephanie would stay there with their dog, Maya, when they were in early construction on their house or if they were not staying with us. He would also crash there solo midweek because they offered something like $99 rates for like late check-in Monday to Thursday, though I'm not sure if they do. Hope those are good choices for you. Okay, last chapter of advice this episode is where to eat. Home is the best choice, of course, especially if you've got someone like Brian wielding a ladle. But this will be more of a list of restaurants for lunch and dinner when you want to go out. You can probably tell from earlier episodes that we are hopelessly dedicated to Mercado Trattoria in Red Hook and the chef, his wife Michelle, the staff, and their bolognese. Francesco's been on beating Bobby Flay, and Mercado is probably the best restaurant in the Hudson Valley, but please don't tell Francesco. We saw Peter Dinklage in there a few months ago, but everyone was coolly nonplussed. Then down the road in Red Hook Village are a few places like Yum Yum, a casual noodle place, and Flatiron for steak, which we've only recently started to go to. There also are two coffee shops, Enchanted Cafe, Taste Buds, Annabelle's Fabulous Bake Shop, which you've heard me rave about, plus J&J for sandwiches and salads. Our other favorites are not far away. Gaskins up in Germantown, halfway between Red Hook and Hudson, is a flagship gastropub and absolutely packed since it opened a few years ago. We love the owners, Nick and Sarah, and the staff, and Sunday or Monday nights is when we usually are there. We go off nights since it's walk-in without reservations unless you can pull together a party of six, and then you can reserve this great center table, which is fun. If the valley has an it place, it's definitely Gaskins. For lunch in Germantown, though, we usually get sandwiches at Otto's and then take them to Claremont State Park, though since they renovated there, there are plenty of seats if you actually want to see it sit in. 
Down in Tivoli, we're regulars at the hotel, as I mentioned, and on more casual times, we'll do the social, the sushi place, the pub, or Santa Fe for tacos. For breakfast or lunch there, though, we recommend how, uh, Murray's, which is housed in an old church with a great menu across eggs, sandwiches, and salads. They have a great catering space upstairs, too, that you can rent out. Tom and Jamie got married there. It was beautiful. And believe it or not, I'll be on the mic um, on February 23rd for the porch doing a little city at story. I beg the organizer for not the first and not the last spot, so please show up. Rhinebeck also has plenty of restaurants like Bread Alone for lunch, the Liberty for a drink or a burger, but our main go-to for dinner is Market Street in Rhinebeck, which has a great menu, including one of my favorite bolognese's, almost as good as Mercado's, but not quite. It's a good choice after the movies at the indie movie theater Upstate Films, and Market Street also has a sister restaurant, Cucina, in Woodstock that Victor and Stephanie like. My Kingston episode, number 11, Cheating on Your Farm Life, has even more restaurant recommendations, including Boyston's and Lee's. But there's also the Red Onion in Woodstock near Victor and Stephanie with good comfort food. Anyway, there's plenty more. Though, of course, you'll hear me preferring to eat at home and do the dinner party thing, which mostly means Brian cooking, not me. I just set the table and iron the napkins. But if you need ideas, t- you know, tweet or email us, and we'll give you more custom results. And, of course, if you have them, please send them to me or post in our Facebook group, City at Life. We can revisit it every month if you'd like to. So thanks for listening. Come visit. City is produced on the Anchor platform. Please join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash cityatlife and follow me on Twitter at Matt Zucker. My mom asked me to slow down in my reading, so thank her if you noticed. And thank you to sponsor Flipboard. I'm already curating more news about the Hudson Valley.